To the Sports Business Podcast, I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business, and as always, I got my calls, my battle buddy, my brother from another mother, the one and only Mr. Brian Bearfield, a.k.a. Big Sarge. What's going on, bro? Hey, what's going on, y'all? What's going on, brother? What's cracking? Uh, you know, I just, you know what? Uh, hold on. In immortal words of the great Negro poet Marshawn Lynch, what'd he say? You gotta protect your chicken. You got to, you got to protect your chicken, man. Yeah. You got to protect your chicken. <laughs> Is that what y'all call it in on the bay, in the bay? I mean, apparently Marshawn Lynch always got some type of new lingo going on. So I ain't never heard of your investments being called some chicken. Uh, but I mean, I'm pretty sure I didn't hear nobody talking about no chicken when I was at home uh, last weekend referring to some money. But I mean, that's Marshawn's bro. I, I believe it. He probably do got t-shirts. I know he got his own restaurant out there. Uh, I believe it's on the west side of town. Bro, people don't mistaken. give him as it, people don't give him the respect he deserves. He is smart. Oh, he's really smart. And like he's always said, like the media ain't about to sit here and kind of try to make me into something that they want to be. So I just rather not say anything and just kind of shut up. The dude went to Cal Berkeley. Like Cal Berkeley is like low key an Ivy school on the west coast. Like, it's up there with your, like, Ivy League schools in America. Like, it ain't no... Cal Berkeley ain't no slouch. Like, ain't, ain't nobody just rolling up in there in Cal Berkeley, bro. Like, he, he ain't dumb, man. Yeah, exactly, bro. Exactly. But, hey, but we got an action-packed show to you uh, this week for y'all listeners. Uh, this podcast, the Sports Business Podcast, is available on all platforms, uh, wherever you do get your podcast. So be sure to uh, turn that notification on. Give us that thumbs up and hit it, you know, drop a little, you know, a good little comment for us. We sure do appreciate the love and support, man. But hey, man, it's been an interesting week. We had the uh, we had the championship uh, wrap, you know, conference championship games that wrapped up this past weekend. So we know who the two Super Bowl uh, teams are going to be with the Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers. We will do our Super Bowl edition show next week. So we're not going to really dig d- dive in too deep, but uh, it's going to be really, really interesting. But hey. Uh, we got a lot more stuff to talk about. So, uh, being the fact that today is Thursday, what was it? Yesterday, Wednesday, Zion Williamson out of the New Orleans Pelicans made his longer way to debut. Um, waited almost half, more than halfway through the season, just about to make his NBA debut. And uh, you know, he kind of started off a little sluggish. Uh, Alvin Gentry had him in different bursts, where he was only playing like four to five minute bursts here and here and there, and. Uh, he started off really slow, you know, people were kind of low-key making fun of him, you know, that he looked overweight. Mind you, I didn't know that he rated in at 385, and, or 285, I'm sorry, 285, and he's actually the third heaviest player in the league. I didn't I didn't know that, bro. But needless yeah. to say, go ahead. No, I didn't know that either. Yeah. So needless to say, uh, Zion, now that you know, he had a very, very slow start uh, coming out of the first half. Uh, I think we had like a couple of points. But uh, in the fourth quarter, my man was out here cooking, like he was out there making some uh, some some crawfish or some gumbo down there in the bayou, and ended up dropping. I believe it was like 17 points within the span of three minutes in, in the fourth quarter. Scored 17 straight points at that. Went uh, four for four from deep range, which I'm not gonna lie, BB, I didn't even know he had that in his repertoire. And ended the game with uh, 22 points, uh, seven boards, three dimes, and you know uh, did did his thing, man. So. Um, 
is it overreaction, underreaction, or is it too early to tell? Is or was he worth the hype? Was he worth the hype so far that what you've seen off of that small, very sample that we saw off of him, um, with only him playing 18 minutes yesterday, man? Well, before we start, let me clarify something. I'm, uh, it's not protect your chicken; it's take care of y'all chicken. That's what Marshawn Lynch said in the yeah. press conference after the game. Uh, <laughs> Zion Williamson. So I, I, I'm taking it for what it is. One game. Yeah. Is it is it exciting? Yes. Was it LeBron James' rookie debut against the Sacramento Kings exciting? No. LeBron just seemed yeah. to give way more the entire game than what Zion. And I get it. Zion has been out for a very long time. He hasn't played basketball, I think, since October. And yep. so he got to work himself back into shape. And I guess in the fourth quarter, we've seen what he could do. And, you know, albeit against a team where the coach is, you know, on, on the other side of retirement. I mean, I, I do. I don't know if Greg Popovich has another year left in, in him. And so maybe he's just grooming either the next, you know, coach to be Tim Duncan or uh, Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond, I'm sorry, you're right. Becky Hammond. Yeah, yeah or, or Becky Hammond to become the first female coach in the I NBA. I want that. So, I'd want that. Yeah. Yes. I'm rooting for her. I'm rooting for her. Yeah, me too. And so... You know, uh, like I said, against a team like the the, Sac- the San Antonio Spurs, I will say this though: the New Orleans Pelicans have, has they have a very good team, and I, that's why I put up the other day. I was like, they did not lose in the Anthony Davis trade, and I was telling people this when the trade first took place. I was like, you know, New Orleans is getting some really good talent. I mean, look at the young players. And what I mean by resurgence is he's actually being able to play in a system where he is the point guard. And, you know, because he's not a ball dominant person, but he has he likes to have the ball in his hands to get it to the right people at the right time. We're looking at Brandon Ingram, uh, Drew Holiday. He's back from injury, correct? Yeah, he played last uh, night. Yeah, you got J.J. Redick. That's a good veteran. Yeah, I think then they hit like 20, 21 three pointers the other night. Ooh. The uh, Pelicans, yes, like two oh, nights ago, if I'm not mistaken, I had to look that up. I thought they hit like 20. I, I had to look that up. I know they hit a bunch of three pointers in the game. Don't quote me on that. So, um, but yes, so you know, with Zion coming to that team, I think that he came in at the right time with a team that's already gelling and it's just insert Zion here. And you know, what I've seen from him last night was. You know, he looked like, for three quarters, he looked like a guy who hadn't played basketball in a very long time. He looked like if I went to the Y right now to run whole court, <laughs> you might get, like, one good burst out of me. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm coming back, getting the old school days, blah, blah, blah. But then that's it. That's yeah. it. And so this is the telltale sign of what, what's going to happen with Zion. Now that he has got that initial play out of him, what is going to be the next game? And so what is he going to look like now that he's played a game in the NBA? What is the, when the soreness is going to kick in when all of the, you know, the, all the after effects of playing in the game last night kicks in? And so, kicking in and whatnot. Yes. And so, you know, to go back to your original question, though, I, I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't overhyped, but I wasn't disappointed either. I mean, he... He just played, you know, he played a very good game. He, well, he played he played like I expected him to play coming off an of injury. 
Yeah, it's interesting, man, because I thought he was going to be jumping out of the gym. Um, I knew conditioning was going to be somewhat of a factor. So I thought the way Zion played where he showed out towards the end of the game, I thought his fingerprints was going to be more imprinted in the first half of the game. Um, so it was very, very interesting seeing how it was kind of counterclockwise, how he kind of showed out more towards the end of the game. So, uh, I would say on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm probably at a 7 um, as far as Zion goes, as far as what I was impressed with. Um, the number one thing I was impressed with was, bro, I didn't know this dude can actually, like, hit a jump shot. Like, I really didn't think he could score outside <laughs> of the paint. Like, I didn't know that. One, I didn't even know he was left-handed. Like, that's like everything I've seen with Zion Williamson, bro, was just dunks, um, dropping dimes, you know, tossing the ball out of the building, just just highlight real plays. So when I saw him, you know, he dropped that one dime to Brandon Ingram when he was coming to the hoop, um, and Brandon Ingram came in and dunked, you know, threw a nice little jam. But, uh, you know, as far as him hitting four for four for threes and – hitting it like a, a legit NBA three. Like I was, that was probably the number one thing I was impressed. I was like, okay, if he can shoot around 35%, which is around league average at the three point line this year, I mean, that's pretty doggone good, man. So I would say, you know, it's very Zion-esque of what he's doing. I think that now Zion has to match what Zion did last night in his next game, whenever his next game is, I'm assuming it's probably tomorrow or Friday. Um, Conditioning is definitely going to be key, but I definitely think that that's something that you could work down. Um, but, you know, I don't know how many uh, times you're going to keep going to Cafe Dumont eating them beignets down there, but, you know, he's going to have to let, he's going to have to definitely get a strict dietitian because him at 285, bro, is just, I don't think he can carry that weight and play basketball at the level that he was playing at Duke. So um, I think, you know, like I said, Zion's expectation is what Zion is. So it is what, it, you know, it's, his first game is what we're going to measure it off of. And like you said, he came in and did the best that, you know, he came in. He looked pretty good. You know, he had a couple of highlight reel games. But, I mean, the fact that he just got buckets like that, I mean, you know, maybe he was just feeling it and he was just he just hit a hot streak. You know, every every shooter or every NBA player has got that one hot streak where they can drop, you know, a couple of points a game, you know. So, uh, I, it, was, it, was, it was a solid – it was a solid NBA debut. I put it like that. It wasn't nothing – nothing out of the norm it wasn't it wasn't nothing uh bad you know outside of his condition but it was a very very solid nba debut for a number one overall draft pick um being the fact that the last two last couple of over, number one overall picks haven't been what they should be i should say yeah and um and i, I, I want to add this caveat in there too i'm interested to see how the New Orleans Pelicans are going to look later on, and I'm saying that they're going to look better um, as the season goes on because people. So Zion, you know, he played point guard in high school, so he has ball handling skills as well. And so once he gets going, and once Alvin Gentry gets to mold him, and he gets to playing around those other guys, he's going to also become a, a playmaker and a creator for Brandon Ingram or Josh Hart or Drew Holiday and. To have um, what's the young kid's name that they have? Um, Jackson Hayes. Yes, he is a stud. Jackson yes. Hayes is a stud. He is a monster, and I, I like the way that he plays. He is like the guy that's flying under the radar for the on the New Orleans Pelicans team, and so I think that with Zion coming back, that's going to help him as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, I, uh, Jackson Hayes is probably out of the summer league. He's probably the best player in summer league. Like the dudes just got raw talent. Um, I think he came out of Texas. As a matter of fact, he was he was he played in Texas last year at college. So um, it was definitely uh, 
yeah, I think they got a nice nucleus team. Like if somebody would have said, hey, E, the New Orleans Pelicans are in in the running for, you know, the final spot in the uh, Western Conference, I would have been like, man, you need to go ahead and uh, go to your local uh, 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 Quest Diagnostic and submit a, uh, your analysis immediately because I think you want something. So um, I thought, I didn't think that they would be this good. I thought they would probably be about a year away from being a playoff contending team. I didn't think that they was going to be this close. But then again, I didn't see Memphis being this good. Um, I did kind of see Dallas being pretty good with Luka and uh, Christoph Persigas, so that, I, I didn't really expect that. But I thought Phoenix would be a lot better than what they were just because they got a legit coach and they had a couple of pieces around Devin Booker, but evidently I was wrong. But for the Pelicans, they'll be, I believe, only like three games out of that eighth, eighth spot out of the Western Conference right now. That's that's a big deal, bro. And like you said, Lonzo Ball, he's actually proven in the – I think I've been the biggest Lonzo Ball – I guess you could say hater uh, since he's been in the league. And I can actually say that, you know, he's been a serviceable NBA player, a true point guard. Like his defensive uh, skills have never been something that we've questioned. Like he's been a very, very on the a great on, on the ball defender. It was just his offensive game that we all questioned. Can he hit a jump shot? Uh, you know, is he going to be able to create his own shot? And so far, I mean, he's not, you know, he ain't dropping 20 a game or anything like that, but he's definitely a solid NBA player, bro. And I will say this. Uh, to believe it or not, though, here's something else. Zion Williamson's got double the amount of three pointers that Ben uh, Ben Simmons has made in this NBA career in one night. You so, know what? I got a question about that, Eric. What's up, man? So, and and I know that we're you know, like you said, later on um, next week we'll talk about the you know we'll do a Super Bowl preview, and we'll talk about the 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Yes, sir. So this is what I want to add. I mean, this is what I want to know. But you bringing up Ben Simmons, and I'm and I'm going to correlate the two um, with the football and the basketball. So you know, like you just said, because I've heard this narrative before, and this I hope you don't think that I'm coming at you because I'm not. But I've heard this narrative before about Ben Simmons and him not shooting, and I understand. Don't get me wrong, I definitely understand. But if they win with him not, if they're winning with him not taking the three pointers. Isn't it the equivalent to if the 49ers are winning with Jimmy G only throwing eight passes? Like the the ultimate goal is to win, right? I don't you don't get style points for winning, right? You don't get style points for winning. So here's the thing about Ben Simmons, and and I think Ben Simmons is a tremendous player, bro. Like so, let's not let's not try to clown on Ben Simmons or anything like that. The knock on Ben Simmons is he's what what six eight six nine, I believe, as a point guard. The well, spacing he's be- bigger than that. He's probably 6'10, bro. Like a legit 6'9, 6'10. He the is prop- legit. I stood next to him. He is a legit 6'10. Just like Kyle Kuzma, the legit 6'11. Yeah. So the, the, the knock on Ben Simmons, and I mean, it's really not even a knock. The dude just won Eastern Conference Player of the Week this past week. So the thing about it is, when is he is somebody that you can say, hey, bro, we need a bucket. We've obviously seen that Joel Embiid has conditioning issues. He's also not the most healthiest person. The thing about Ben Simmons is he's been durable. Like, outside of him missing his rookie year with that broken foot, he's practically played every game. Uh, it's the it's the consistency. It's like, okay, we're seeing you every day posting these videos where you're, you're saying you're working on your jump shot. But then again, when you're when basically the opposing team is challenging you to take a jump shot because all they're doing is caving in, crashing in on Al Horford, crashing in on Tobias Harris, well, now they're just shrinking the spacing and just come along. At that one point, you got to be able to make a jump shot. And the crazy thing about it is, if I can mimic anyone's game, Ben Simmons is probably close to his Magic Johnson. 
And what did Magic Johnson have? He had the baby skyhook. You had Kareem with the skyhook. Magic had the baby skyhook. What has been? What can Ben Simmons do outside of blowing past somebody and dunking the ball? He ain't really got a go-to 12 to 15 foot type of mini jump shot or anything. Everything's just slash and dash, dunking, hitting really red and hard. He ain't even got a low post kind of back you down. I'm gonna try to shimmy you and then hit you with a baby jump hook or anything like that. So that's my knock with Ben Simmons is that he can't even give you a 12 to 15 foot jump shot, man. So <clears throat> I, I think Ben Great Simmons segue into our is, another subject though. Next subject though. I love it. Yeah, but Ben Simmons is a um I, I think that Ben Simmons is in the He's, wrong place at the wrong time. If you I feel like you've been yeah. taking about the Philadelphia a seventy six or system and letting him play in a natural free flowing system where he can control and dominate and there's not he can't if he comes up the court he knows that you know jump shooting is not his strength so his strength is getting to the basket but he can't get to the basket because he has a seven foot center clogging the paint yep you know because that's just what he does and that's not a knock against Joel Embiid no it's not it's just that he's in the wrong like uh Brent Brown that's the coach's name correct Rick I was going to say it's more of a coaching issue more than more of a... I think it's more of a coaching philosophy more than the talent they got on the floor, bro. And that's what I'm saying, man. You take him out of that system and you get him in a free... I'll put it like this. Do you know what superstar I think that he could play with? I think that if you put James him Harden. on the Milwaukee Bucks... If you put him on the Milwaukee Bucks, the way that Giannis plays... Because Giannis isn't a back-to-the-basket type player. He's no. a free-flowing, swinging-type player. And you get Ben Simmons, you'd be like, okay, well, hey, we're going to put Giannis over here. Ben, go to work. And when you can't go to work, kick it out, and, and there you go. So I don't know. Hey, he's a great he's defender, saying. too. He can play defense really, really well. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've seen, you know, like I said, I've seen him up close and personal as well. So, I, you know, I want him. I think that because of the nature of his position in which he plays, we want him to shoot more. But I put it like this. Jason he doesn't have to, though. Jason Kidd didn't develop a jump shot till very late in his career. They used to call him Jason Kidd because he didn't have a But the thing about Jason was he was able to control the game so much, and he was like a magician with the ball. And the way he was able to dictate a game, it was just good. It was, and not to mention, like, I mean, we're talking about Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd played in the mid-'90s, you know, to, through, child, to, through, through, through the 2000s. Um, you know, the mid-90s, you didn't really need a point guard that could take a jump shot. I mean, think about your point guards in the 90s. I mean, name a point guard that was just a lights-out shooter in the 90s. Point guards. Uh, point guard. I have to sit there and think about it. Because uh, Steve was... No, Steve Nash was in the 2000s. Steve Nash was in the 2000s. He was Stop like the first... Stockton could shoot. Stockton could shoot, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of just... Point guard. BJ Armstrong can shoot. Uh, um, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you that. I mean, John Starks was a he was Derek Harper wasn't a point guard. Uh he wasn't a shooting type of point guard. Kenny Mark Smith. Price. Mark, Mark Price, Price yeah, he can shoot the ball. He can shoot the ball. I mean, we're talking about true point guards. So I'm not talking about the Reggie Millers, Clyde no. Drexler, John Starks, or anything like that. I'm talking about a true OG number one. I don't think Kenny Anderson was a good shooter. Uh Rod Strickland wasn't Rod Strickland wasn't a shooter. David so, Stoudemire was. Yeah. Huh? David Stoudemire was. Oh, Lefty. Lefty. Oh, Lefty Stoudemire. Yeah. Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse. I mean, 
when he went to Portland, yeah, but like when he was with Toronto, nah, not really. So that, that, that's what I'm saying, BB. So when we're talking about Jason Kidd, we're talking about a different era of basketball. Like a point guard was like a legit set the ball up, you know, run the offense type of dude. When you got point guards now, I mean, probably the point guard is the most important position in basketball, the way it's set up right now. So um, it's just it's just a different type of ball game. And I think if Ben Simmons, I think here's the thing. If Joel Embiid wasn't there, or if they changed their whole coaching philosophy, like you said, if they played more of an open, open-flowing, uh, a more of a not really a running gun, but just more of a free-flowing offensive type of motion without the ball, he would be excellent, man. But I think it's just more of a coaching issue. And I'm to be honest with you, bro, if they don't win, if they don't go to the Eastern Conference, if they don't go to the NBA Finals, Brent Brown got to go, bro. Simple yep. as that. He got to go, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't see anything else. Any, it's got to be NBA East, the NBA Finals are bust for him, bro. Like, there's, there's just no more chances. You had three years where you was tanking. Last year, you lost on a, uh, you know, the Eastern Conference semi, a second round game. You didn't even go to the Eastern Conference Finals. You lost on a, 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 a shooter's bounce type of shot with Kawhi Leonard. And I mean, this year you're not even that much better than you were last year. So I don't know, BB. I, I think it's time for a new regime there, man. Yeah, I think so as well. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what ends up happening. But uh, moving on, man. So, BB, let me ask you this question, bro. Um, do you watch a lot of college basketball? So, I know we all watched college basketball last year because of Zion. We had uh, John Moran. He was he was a household name. But uh, have you watched any college basketball this year? So, I'm going to say yes. Okay. I have watched a grand total of... Wait, we're talking about men's college basketball, right? Because I've watched plenty of women's college basketball. I've watched a lot more women's college basketball than men's, bro. So we're talking about... Men's college. college. Yes, men's college basketball. I've watched one game between the University of Georgia and the University of Kentucky because I wanted to see uh, the guy that's going to potentially go number one out of Georgia. Bro, I didn't even know there was somebody out of Georgia that's a top five pick, man. Like, oh my god, he's a monster. Like the rest of his team is not good, but he <laughs> is a monster. He's so we got one of those guys. You ever so been to the court uh, and and uh, you ever been to the court and you see this this one person just dominating the entire court? You like, I got next, but I hope he don't win. Like I hope the other dudes start missing shots. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to play against him. And like, then you probably dude, got, to, and he probably about your size, and you got to guard him. You gonna have to take him on in one night. But you like, bro, I'm gonna have to bring my, I gotta bring my hard hat and my lunch pail with me, man. Hey, I put it like this: he is a dog. You know, he reminds me of. Oh my God, I can't think of his name. What's the guy's name? Because he's and he's from Houston. What's the guy's name that came out of Duke and plays for the Miami Heat right now? Oh. Uh, went to Duke, won a national championship, and now Winston, uh, Justice Winslow. Yes. So he reminds me a lot of Justice Winslow, a Matt. But like, imagine if Justice, imagine if Justice Winslow like lived in a one-bedroom apartment with his mama and his three sisters, and the <laughs> only way that they can get out of that one-bedroom apartment is if. He makes it to the lead. That's how the guy out of is his name Edwards. I think his last name may be Edwards. I should have had this. Uh, I'm gonna look it up, but I think his last name is Edwards. But that's how he plays. That guy, he's number five out of the University of Georgia, and he's a dog. He gonna come into the league right off the rip and show these people that he's not playing around with it. 
because he plays with tenacity and the ferocity of you're not going to stop me. Nobody's going to stop me but me. So, well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There's your college basketball uh, sports business podcast uh, season in review. <laughs> Some dude out of the University of Georgia that we don't need. Number five. We don't even know his name. Number five for the Georgia Bulldogs is potentially a top five NBA pick. With that said that, I digress. And I'm going to, what I'm going to is basically you answered my question. Bruh, nobody has watched college basketball this year. Every time you get a number one seed, uh, number one team that gets slotted this week, they end up blue falling out of the top three rankings anyway. North Anthony Carolina. Edwards. Anthony Edwards. I'm sorry. Anthony Edwards. I knew his last name was Edwards. I just couldn't think. That's his name. Sorry. He's guard out of university. Guard. So, uh, no team has been able to keep the number one ranking, I think, more than three weeks this year. Every week, it's a new top three team. So, and basically, all, a majority of your top lottery picks are picks this year, and then this year's 20, 2020 NBA draft has either been hurt or they've just basically bumped school out of it's outside of this Edwards cat. Hell, uh, uh, Lamelo, what's the little boy name? Lamar, Lamar Ball, no, Lamelo, Lamelo, yeah, Lamelo. Is it Lajello? Wait, so it's Lavar? Wait, Lamar? Man, one of them ball brothers, the youngest ball brother. Yeah. So the, the smallest ball. <laughs> yeah, the smallest ball, who's apparently probably the best one. He in Australia with another dude that's in Australia. Anyways, needless to say, college basketball has not been something that I really, really watched it before. And it probably ain't going to be something that I watch now until they get rid of this one and done rule because too many players jumping in, jumping out. You don't really know what you're watching. I say that with. I guess we have to talk about college basketball because they actually made, you know, they kind of made a little bit of noise. I believe that was on Tuesday between Kansas and Kansas State in a blowout game where basically I believe it can like the game was out of reach. I think it was down by I think Kansas State was down by either 20 or 30. I know it was more than 20 points. About five seconds left of the game. You know, you kind of just want to you just want to get the game over. You know, guys after got embarrassed. It's a rivalry game. You're on the road. And a Kansas State player steals the ball from somebody while the dude's trying to dribble out the ball in Kansas. And so the Kansas, so he goes down, he goes down, tries to get a fast break. The Kansas player's like, nah, bro, we ain't playing them type of games. They have a block party, block the dude's shot, and he stands over him. And next thing you know it, we almost low key have a college version of the Malice and the Power Palace right there. Players are like, both benches cleared, everyone's fighting everyone. And shout out to the folks out there in the in uh, uh, in, in the Naismith uh, Arena because they were legitimately fighting in the arena, and you really didn't see any of the the uh, the uh, fans or the people that attended the game, you know, trying to get in and try to throw some punches in. Like they were just trying to get out of the way and you know just kind of de-escalate the whole situation. So it was very very interesting, and it was really really unfortunate to see you know, a, basically a brawl. Then you got one player picking up a chair like he's Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's about to bash somebody over the head, but then he stops and puts the chair back down. And so now I believe it was today is when the NCAA handed out the suspension. It was today or yesterday, BB? Today? Yesterday. It was yesterday? They handed out their, they're handing out their suspensions. I'm going to read some of these suspensions, bruh. Kansas forward Silvio Del Sua. This guy averages two points two rebounds, has been suspended for 12 games. That's the gentleman who picked up the chair. Uh, they suspended, suspended another Jayhawks uh, forward 
uh, by the name of David McCormick. He got a two-game ban. Kansas State, uh, a guy named by the name of James Love will miss eight games, and another guy by the name of Antonio Gordon will miss three. With that being said, BB, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep it 100, bro. This is the best thing that has happened in college basketball all year, and this is what they actually needed because nobody's been watching college basketball and nobody's been talking about it. Like this is something that they needed. As jacked up as it sounds, but come on, man. The NCAA really going to suspend somebody 12 games when there's only 12 games left in the season for picking up a chair? For real? So I say that being said that uh, March Madness is going to be, you just got a couple more eyeballs to watch March Madness. Maybe we'll be able to see this. What's that first name? What's Edwards' first name? Anthony. Anthony Edwards. Um, Not to mention, Kansas was ranked number three at the time. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what they're going to do. Not that... Kansas has already been in this whole FBI smuggling case where they were out here getting money from Adidas and all this other stuff, and they might get sanctioned anyway. So if Kansas makes a long run in the tourney, they might have to vacate all these wins anyway. So this is probably the best thing that's happened to college basketball, BB. You named three or four players that I had never even heard of in that's my what I'm life. Saying, bro. Like, that's what the, I'm only, saying. The, only, the only person I know from Kansas is Bill Self. That's what so I'm saying. I'm like, they started talking about Kansas. I was like, did, did Jack Bond come back? Ray LaFrance? Like Paul, Paul Pierce? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who who's there? I don't even know who's the there right twins? now. <laughs> uh no, uh what what was a uh, uh Big Country, Brian Reed? Didn't he Brian play there Reed? too? I think so. I think he played there. <laughs> so I'm just like, no, he went to another you know, he may have played at Oklahoma State. Drew I think Gooden. Drew Gooden played at Kansas. Uh what Mario Chalmers. Scott, Scott Pollard. I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. What, like, what, what's the guy's name who played like forever for the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder? They retired his number. Center. Oh, Collison, Collison, Nick Collison. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> no, it ain't Nick Collison. I, I don't know, but he's like everybody's best friend. He what are you want, talking about? He didn't want the beef. He didn't want to see uh, the beef between Russell and and KD. But anyway, uh, well, you know, getting back to the fight. So, both teams, to it, you know, after watching it, was, it, his name was I, Nick Collison. It was Collison. It was Nick Collison, okay. and he played in Kansas. You're right. Uh, so, after watching that fight and everything that transpired, <clears throat> so I, I, I look at it like this: I want to say both teams were in the wrong, and there is no right way to say that. You know, they just both teams were in the wrong. I mean, if you're down by twenty. You know, just sit there and let the guy dribble the ball out. Don't go for the ball. Don't steal the ball. Just let him dribble the just dribble the clock out and you know go home. And then you you steal the ball and you come. So what does this guy do? Oh, okay. So now instead of just sitting here and letting us dribble the clock out, you know, just let it go. I'm gonna chase you down and now I gotta block your shot because you are trying to. You know, and I understand. You got to look at it from a standpoint, too. A lot of these guys that were in the game don't get a chance. So he probably took that one time to steal the ball and say, Mama, I'm about I'm in to the shine books. tonight. Yep. I'm in the books tonight. <laughs> right? You know, I ain't, look, I, I got to actually take a shower tonight because I got yeah. a court. <laughs> Side note, I'm not going to say his name, but there was a player the other night after the Rockets in the Lakers game who did not play the entire game and the only reason he had to take a shower was because he went to the practice court afterwards and worked out 
then got all sweaty, and that's the only reason he had to come in and take his shower. Because he could have took, took his uniform off and put his regular clothes on and walked right out of the locker room. He got okay, DMP? I'm going to say his name is Jared Dudley. Like, bro, he looks like Silly Putty in person. <laughs> I digress. Um, going back to this Kansas, Kansas State. I don't like the fact that they started fighting in the in, in the, the, the dis, disabled where the disabled people. Sit. Yes, a lot of disabled people sit over there. Yes, and I don't like the fact they're fighting in that section. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't like the fact that it was it, it's just a bad look. You know, I'm not gonna go as far as like Dick Vitale says and you know suspend everybody, kick everybody out of school, take them to jail, make them work in the prison. Hard labor for the rest of their life. I'm not going that far. They're kids. They made mistakes. Well, you know, they're young adults. But like, yeah. They made mistakes in the heat of the moment, the heat of the battle. Like I said, if the guy from Kansas State would have never stole the ball, the guy from Kansas would have never had to block his shot and stand over him. And then we call it a day and keep it moving. But just like you said, bro, I don't think I've heard them talk about men's college basketball so much. In the last, in this year since the season has started, since I guess what last last time I heard them talk about it is the scandal from the guy that played from in Memphis, Memphis. Jameis Wiseman or something like that is his yes. name. Yes, and then before that, the only thing I heard was about when Cole Anthony went down with the knee Greg, injury out of North Greg Carolina. Anthony's son. Yeah. Yes, and, and they're not even a 500 team right now at all. And, yeah. and so I'm saying to myself, because if I'm not mistaken, Baylor is ranked number one, and they almost lost the other night. So anytime you got like uh, uh, San Jose, does San Jose State and uh, is San Jose State and UNLV play this this weekend, right? This Sunday. And I thought San Diego State. San Diego State, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. So San, West Division. San Diego State is ranked as well, correct? I think they're ranked like top ten or top yes. five. They like their top ten. So here's the thing: When the last time you said thing about San Diego State outside of Kawhi Leonard or Marshall Falk? Uh, yeah, never, never, bro. So that's never. How San Diego State's ranked number four in the nation, bro. Number four? Yeah, four in the nation, bro. Wait, bro, you lying? Like one, two, three, four? Like yeah, like F O E L O. Like, oh. more, like more than three, but less than five ranked number four, bro. Like ahead of Florida State, Louisville, Dayton, and Duke. Dayton? Dayton's number seven. Duke's number eight. Nova's number nine. Seton Hall. Okay. They're 10th. Wait. Michigan's. Yeah. Dayton? Dayton, bro. Oh. Mid-major. This is what I'm saying. Like, this is how bad college basketball is, bro. Bro, maybe I shouldn't just go on this rant because I just put in <laughs> for my credentials to cover the South region of the NCAA tournament this year and the Final Four in Atlanta, Georgia. So, you know what, man? Hey, I support everything that goes on with NCAA <laughs> basketball, and that's all I'm going to say. Hey, babe, somebody told me a long time ago, you got nothing nice to say. Don't say nothing at all, bro. So we're just going to leave it at that. We're going to keep pushing, bro. But, woo, I mean, like you said, BB, um, it's not a... Like, like, I don't like. They're, I mean, they're young adults, so things happen. Here's my thing: if you don't want nobody to sit there and steal the ball, dribble the ball out on you when you're up by 20, maybe between the first 39 minutes of the game, you don't be down by 30 points and you ain't got nothing to worry about. How about that? I mean, basketball is a game where at any given night you might be playing a bad team. So instead of sitting there trying to steal the ball, 
less than a minute in the game trying to get in the books. Maybe your teammates and your batter buddies to your left and to your right should have probably tried doing that a little bit more and you would have been in this predicament. So, you know, I, I don't think that... I, here's what actually... I do kind of agree with because some of these suspensions are joking. Like you said, I think if this was on the court, then I think the games that the amount of games that they they were suspended for would have been cool. I'd have been cool with it. The fact that this stuff boiled over to the crowd, boiled over to where like I mean, to be honest with you, who's to sit there and say like you said they were in the disabled section? So who's to say like the party of a someone you know someone who's there who's trying to enjoy the game? Who's to say that their lives aren't in danger? And next thing you know it. Now you got fans out here throwing bows because they feel like their their lives are in danger, and now they got a ruckus that's coming over to them that they didn't they had no like no one goes into a game sitting front row saying like oh bro I can't wait for the fight to come over my side like nobody expects that so if anything I think that both teams especially Kansas were in the midst of the investigation that they're in anyways they should have just went on ahead and suspended the boys for the rest of the season and I know Kansas is a a, a quote unquote powerhouse basketball team but. Who would you rather sit there and just take out of the game, Kansas or Duke? You know what I'm saying? So, yes. I, 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 you know, Kansas is yeah, they're they're a nice little, you know, they're always in the mix every year, but they, you know, they're a Big 12 team and they always take the Big 12 uh, title, and then they end up losing in the first or second round in the NCAA tournament anyway. So, I mean, if you want to make an example, this is a good time. Kansas is a quote unquote prestigious school. Go ahead and take them out of the game and say, hey, man, we not playing these type of games. We're, you guys are student athletes. You guys are supposed to set the benchmark for your college and represent your university. This is not how we're supposed to be doing business, bro. So I think they should actually suspend both teams, bro. Like, straight up. Like, suspend them for... Well, maybe they should... Look, and, and, and it's crazy because one of the young men that plays on the Kansas State team... I know him personally. Him and his mom um, used to work out at the gym that I work out in, and so you know he's he's up there playing for Kansas State. So I can't wait till he comes home so I can find out exactly what happened. Because did like a couple, one of the guys that was like in the middle of the melee was in street clothes, correct? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, yeah, there's a dude in the street. I don't even know if he was a bystander, if he was a teammate, who that joker was. He had a black shirt on with some white pants. Yeah, I seen that. So I don't, I don't know, man. But I mean, they got it. They got hey, college basketball. Y'all did a great job because y'all got us talking about it on Sports Business Podcast. So hey, we appreciate that, man. So in front of millions and millions of people. Yes, yes, sir. So hey, so moving right along, man. Um, the NBA All Star or the NBA announced their All Star uh, start. Well, they announced the top ten All Star, top ten vote getters in the NBA All-Star voting, which they, I, I, I'm, bro, I'm, I, they don't, the fans don't need a vote, bro. That they, they shouldn't take fans' votes as far as being starters, bro. Like, it's a joke. Um, so, <laughs> so, they got Giannis Ante, the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and LeBron James will be named captains for their respective teams. So, for the East, they got <laughs> Kemba Walker, Trey Young, Pascal Siakam, and Joel Embiid, who may not even play the All-Star game as your Eastern Conference starters. On the West Coast, on the Western Conference, you got James Harden, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, who ain't even played half the season, and Luka Doncic as your All-Star starters, bro. Uh, the floor is yours, BB. <laughs> uh, isn't a, what's the what's the young guy with the, that's losing his hair that played for the Lakers? What's his name again? Caruso. Ain't he like one of the leading vote getters? 
He was, but I don't think the uh, so this is the first round, and I believe either this week or next week is when the coaches, players, and I believe GMs vote the reserves in, mm-hmm. and then they go from there. And then with Joel and B being out, I believe the commissioner gets to pick the substitute for that person. So it's highly unlikely that Caruso and Taco Fall, who's not even in the NBA, he's in the G League right now, will not be playing in this year's All-Star game. So I apologize for anybody who voted for those two clowns to be in the All-Star game that your heroes won't be in the game because it ain't happening. So um, I don't know, bro. Like, I'm looking at this, bro, and I don't know. This, I, I, I mean, we kind of talked about it a few weeks ago on this podcast, man. It's just something about this NBA season where it just feels weird, bro. Like, there's no... There's no buzz. There's no excitement. Um, I think the first buzz we've had all year long, believe it or not, was yesterday with Zion Williamson. And he's, I mean, he literally just played his first game. We're almost practically halfway through the season, man. So I don't know, man. I'm looking at this Eastern Conference team. Uh, Kimball Walker. Uh, uh, Trey Young. I think, yeah, Trey Young's an all-star. But come on, bro. His team's only won 11 games this year. Um, I don't know, man. Uh what you think, man? Uh, about the... Did the fans get it right? Uh, the fans never get it right, bro. Yeah. The fans, the fans never get it right. They're going to vote with... You know, they're always going to vote with their hearts as far as who my favorite player is. And it doesn't even matter if your favorite player is good or not. I mean, and then you got yeah. the biases... The Lakers, the Lakers fans are always going to vote heavy Lakers, and now with the Clippers being as good as they have been the last couple of years, you know, now you got and with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George being over there, you got a bunch of Clipper fans, new Clipper fans, going to keep voting, yeah. voting and voting and voting and voting, and especially with the way you can vote now. I mean, there's so many there's ways. so many ways, so, yeah. There's so many ways you can flood the ballot. You can just type the first. So, yeah. Uh, and I and I understand they're trying to keep the fans involved, but I think that they should take down. Like I think that it should be one of those. You know what? Fan voting, fan voting for like any any award that has to deal with a professional team should be like regular voting in the United States for the president. I mean, it you gotta really register? doesn't matter. Huh? You got to register to vote? No, no. <laughs> Look, look, the, your, like, does your vote really count for, for when you vote for the president? Now, I know people probably don't get mad at me when they hear this, but... It depends like, on what state you live in. Yeah, it depends on what state you live in, but... Uh, so here's the thing, though. Like, and I know we don't get political on this show. Yeah, you think yeah. about it. Like, Hillary Clinton in the last election won the popular vote, which is the people voting, yeah. but President Trump won the electoral college. And so, which, you know what I'm saying? So they, I feel like if, if that's how we're going to do it, you know, the popular vote doesn't mean anything in, yeah. in voting when it comes to, you know, voting for the president. I think that that's how it should be in professional sports. It's like, let the fans vote and see who they who they like, but this is who we're going to put in the game. You know, it's very, very interesting that you say it like that, though, B, because I feel like out of all of the four major sports, when it comes down to all-star game, like popularity votes, I feel like Basketball is the only sport where they don't get it right, bro. Like, if you look at the Pro Bowl, and I mean, you know, if you look at the Pro Bowl and you name the Pro Bowl starters, you're like, yeah, okay. I can see why Lamar Jackson's starting quarterback for whatever reason. Or I don't know who the starting quarterback is on the uh, NFC side. But wait, though, E. But wait. Look at it that way. It was Aaron Rodgers a Pro Bowl quarterback this year. 
No. But yet he was voted to the Pro Bowl. He was voted to the Pro Bowl. But so I mean, but is he? <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, you're right. I hear what you're saying, but what, was he was he a Pro Bowl worthy quarterback? I'm gonna say yeah. I mean, this year. You going who do you want to put in Kirk Cousins over him? Uh, it, it, I mean, if you really want to break it down, Kirk Cousins had a better year statistically than statistically Russell and team wise. Well, Russell Wilson is already in there, so I think okay. it's Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers. I'm trying to scroll through the NFC quarterbacks right now. West so would be I, golf. I, I could put Kirk Cousins in there. Okay. Dak, I mean, Dak Prescott, even though his team wasn't good, Dak he didn't have a, he had a better led season. The league in, led the league in passing, yeah. I can see that. So I mean, so what I'm saying is though, but if you say Aaron Rodgers, like, okay, so if you say Aaron Rodgers compared to Trey Young, like no one's really gonna be sitting there beefing like, bruh, why is Trey Young in the all-star game? This team's only won eleven games. Like, you see what I'm saying though? Like everyone no but one's gonna be beast. They've only hey, won eleven yes. games, BB. I, well, so but in the I, East, I, bro. So, so hold on, let me ask the question: Is is it like Trey Young? Is it one on one? Is it what like is it Trey? Like I put it like this: Is Trey Young playing against the best player on Charlotte's team every night? He just won. Like like the Hawks have a bad team. He is a great player. They have a bad team. I mean, he can't do everything. So is Damian Lillard an all-star this year then? No. So if he gets an all-star, I should hear that same energy then, right? Of course. Okay, okay. So okay. I'll like this. When it comes to a lot of this voting, even when it comes to the – so the media and the fans, I'm going to be honest with you. Because you got to vote, fans, don't you? Uh, No, I don't have a vote yet. Oh, okay. but okay. I am working towards trying to get – But you got, the a, you, got the AP, you got the AP for uh, football though, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. So, I got to mix it. My, my bad, my bad. But here's the thing, though, E. Here's the thing. So when it comes to fans and when it comes to the media, they don't – they vote with their hearts and they vote – they don't vote present. And that's what makes me so upset. Like when I use the Aaron Rodgers analogy, you know, when I talk to people, I was like, I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers isn't a great quarterback. I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers isn't a Hall of Fame quarterback. What I'm telling you is for the 2019 season in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers was a terrible quarterback. And so when you start, when, when like in the, in the NBA, when people start voting, they're voting for their favorite team or their favorite player who plays on their favorite team. And it does not matter if he's having a horrible season or not. They're still going like I put it like this: Dave Lillard and C.J. McCollum, since you brought them up out of out of Portland, right? Their, yeah. their team is mediocre at best. Dave Lillard is good. He's not this year. He's not having a great uh, a great season. But nope. what I say that he is. Would I say that he is a bad player overall? That's why I don't like when the narratives get switched up and crossed over and get blended in with each other. When you start talking to people, you'd be like, man, Dame Lillard ain't balling this year. Yeah, man, but you can't say that Dame Lillard ain't no baller because last year he was, I was like, I'm not even talking about last year. It's like, it's so hard for, absolutely, and it goes with, with the media and the fans, it's hard yeah. for them to stay in the moment. I feel you. Like, I, I told, so... I think I honestly think that maybe they need to change the rules where, like you said, maybe the league, as far as the general managers, owners, players, coaches, 
their votes are 50 49 percent and the play and the and the voters and the fans get to vote 51 percent i think that's the most fairest play all right i'll throw another name out there then since we out here talking about people out here throwing up great numbers but they on some sorry teams d'angelo russell's out here dropping 24 a game and six and seven assists a game bro is he an all-star nope and they got as many wins and they got less wins than the uh than the hawks do that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I put like this. I, hold on. I, I I put like this. Take take the uh, if you switch teams, right? If you put Trey Young, if you put and you tell me if you put Trey Young on the Warriors, they wouldn't have more wins. No. Huh? With that same with the same squad minus Steph and Clay right now. Yes. Hell no, bro. No. So you think D'Angelo Russell is a better player than Trey Young? Yeah, because he actually plays a little bit better defense than Trey Young. He plays Ole defense. Yeah, I mean, but hold on, they all play Ole defense. Name me the name me a great on ball defender in the in, name me the top five on ball defenders in the NBA right now. Jay Crowder. Uh, see what Rock. I'm saying? Look, look at uh, look Jay at Crowder. Ben Simmons. Who we play for now? He played for the Grizzly. Grizzlies. Yeah, he played for the Grizzlies. So Jay Crowder, Ben Simmons. On ball, um, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, if he wasn't hurt, I would say Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson's a really good two-way player. Uh, he plays defense. Talking, yeah. Covington, Robert, Robert Covington, right. out of, Robert Covington right out of Minnesota. Now. Okay. Robert Covington out of Minnesota. He's good. Um, and then out of all of them, you only named one All Star, and that's Ben Simmons. It's hard to be, and listen, we just talked about Ben Jimmy Simmons Butler. earlier. Jimmy Butler. Is Jimmy Butler all-star this year? He probably will be. He will be because his name is Jimmy Butler. But that's what I'm saying. I would have probably picked Jimmy Butler over Trey Young because I'm rewarding a winning team, bro. But hold on. that's And that's what I'm saying. The Miami Heat has a great team. Okay, let, pop- let me say it like this. I put it like this. Are you telling me if I if you take Trey Young off of Atlanta and put him on Milwaukee? Oh, bro. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They're gonna probably get even they'll probably run the table for the rest of the year if that happens. And that's all I'm saying, bro, is that Trey Young is a good player on a bad team. Anthony Davis, when he played with the Pelicans, was always a great player but on they a was bad making the playoffs though, BB. But Barely making the playoffs, bro. Barely still getting and in. You getting the playoff share out of your paycheck, though, bro. Well, how, man, he only made the playoffs what one, maybe once, maybe twice his whole time there. I think two or three, two for uh, sure. Two, okay, so two for I sure. Know that they got blew out by the uh, in the second round. They got swept. Uh, no, they get swept. Was it four one or four four one against the uh, the last time he's in the playoffs was four one against the. Um, Warriors. Uh, yes, but before that, they beat somebody to get there, though. They won a they, series. It was a second. Yeah, it was. Ooh, they beat Portland. They beat Portland. They beat Portland. And so, how many years was Anthony Davis at, at uh, uh, New Orleans? Seven, I believe. Seven or eight. And how many times he went to the playoffs? Three. And he's a seven-time Two. All-Star. Two he three? went to the playoffs. But what I'm saying is, so now. Hold on. Take Anthony Davis off that team. Put him with LeBron in Cleveland. Where does he go? They're probably, they're, yeah, they're probably going to run the table. 
But you see what I'm saying? So all I'm to all I'm all my point is is that Trey Young is a good player on a bad team. And so he has he doesn't have the suitable parts around him in order to make him because I look at it like this, even though I give you crap about the Golden State Warriors, I think that if you put Trey Young for me, he may not be as good of, as a defender as um, D'Angelo Russell is, but he's well a uh, 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 hell of a more more efficient offensive player, and and he would do a lot more. I put it like this: I bet you Trey Young opens that floor up a little bit more, so Draymond can get to running. I bet you opens it up for. Um, well, don't y'all got Marquise Chris? Not Marquise Chris. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, we do. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. I Palestine? guarantee you, put, put him on the floor with them, and he's going to draw a lot of the attention because what are you going to do? Yeah, you put him on that team right now, even without Steph and Clay, you got another pretty much uh, uh, like Steph 1 1B, Steph 1C, maybe two. Because he can shoot, bro. He can and shoot. He can play. But I mean, I'm not that you name five players off the Hawks. Vince Carter. <laughs> <laughs> you win, bro. You know what? You win. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, I'm gonna give you Vince Carter. All right, so take Vince Carter away. Cam Reddish. Uh, Who's been trash as a hot ring. garbage, bro? Hot, hot garbage. He sat there and rode the coattails of Zion Williamson, RJ Barrett, bro. And the crazy thing was, I was very, very high on Cam Reddish. Uh, dude, bro, I did, man. Vince Carter, Cam Reddish, Trey Young. Young. Uh, uh, does Carmelo play for them? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know he got traded there. He for, got traded for one day. For one day. Uh, Rasheed Wallace, he got traded there for a day too. He didn't play. He surely did. Uh, so okay, them two don't count. Uh. Hey, side note, somebody brought up a good point the other day. He was having an argument and a debate uh, with co-workers. Bro, I forgot how good Ed Cota was. Point guard out of North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, yeah, Ed Cota was. And I, and I don't mean scoring-wise, but I mean running that offense. Offense, bro. yeah. You got to be a good facilitator. Especially with the team that he had. I think they went to three straight Final Fours when he was there. I think so. So, yeah. Uh, so... I don't know, man. Uh, so Vince Carter, Trey Young, Cam Reddish. Uh, that's all I got, bro. That's all I got, man. I can't give you nobody else, BB. Yeah. So uh, what's next? <laughs> uh, we're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna give the uh, sports business big uh, podcast uh, big dummy of the day, man. Who you got, bro? All right, bro. Give me one <laughs> second to pull this up because at first I wanted to to talk about the the guy who. When his son got slammed in the wrestling match, you see that? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> when the dude, when the son got slammed on the ground, the the dad came running full speed and like just body checked the uh, the wrestler. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I seen that man. That's crazy. I'm like, like it says, it's it, like first of all, you got to sign a waiver. First of all, you see that it's a violent sport as well. <laughs> What did you expect? You know, and then third, I like they should have put him in jail. I would have gave if I was a judge, I would have gave him two years prison. And yeah, easily. Unless, 
And yeah. I also wanted to talk about Wendy Williams farting on air while she was doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> you seen that, right? I heard about it, bro. I didn't want to click on the video, bro. I couldn't get my click to that, man. Bro, and, and, she, and listen, hold on. She don't skip a beat. She farts. She got to... Cause you can tell she gassy already, cause she got the one cheek up. So you know, like when you like, if I if I sit in this chair and I fart, it's gonna make a loud noise. So I'm just gonna try to cock it up a little bit, see if I can. <laughs> <laughs> so she couldn't do it that way. So yeah, so I wanted to give it to her too, but I'm going to have to give it to a young lady that goes by the name of Hope on Twitter. Oh, and no. Her Twitter handle is Hope, H-O-P-E, but it's upside down. So I don't know how she got it that way. It's very, you know, it's really good how she does it, but her Twitter handle is Hope, right? Eric, let me read you this. Hi, hi, sir. Good day. I'm Hope. I'm sorry if I'm just a stranger who barged into your DMs. I'm just a desperate student hoping I can get any donations from you to buy a step to buy my stethoscope in my nursing school. Uh, uh that's what I received in my Twitter inbox today. And somebody I'm slid in your my, DM? Yes, that was in my DMs, bro. At Big Sarge, y'all. That's with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> You're a big Sarge out here. Hey, listen. Now look, I know that back in the day, I probably, you know, paid. You know, for some ladies, some young ladies to get some, you know, <laughs> stuff because they're going through medical school. You know, I, I paid for maybe like a couple of anatomy and physiology books. You didn't pay for a couple books? You didn't pay for a couple of books? Yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't pay for a couple of books. I didn't pay for some school supplies. At least that's what I thought I was paying for because that's what I was told that you're only working here because you're putting yourself through medical school. So, right? I got it. I, I got it. So I'm like, you know what? Because, you know, Big Sarge love education and knowledge. And so who a former teacher. I, a right? former teacher. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, who am I to deny these women the rights to be able to go out and get the education that they wanted? So in the midst of us having a private conversation, I may have helped fund a couple of, you know, doctors who are still... <laughs> working towards their doctorate degree you know so anyway i said it to myself when i got this i was like okay so for those of you all who don't know i'm old right i just turned happy belated birthday happy belated birthday thanks brother i appreciate that i just turned 48 this month and by turning 48 don't crack right and i'm saying to myself (laughs) well wait a minute now when did I get the sugar daddy title? Like I thought that I thought that didn't come till you turned fifty. And you know when I start wearing the wide leg pants like Steve Harvey used to have on at the Gators. You know when I'm going out here, hoop, you know talking to these look when I'm calling them little young tenders like, mm-hmm, hey girl, what's your cricket cell phone bill look like? Come on, let me holler at you for a second. Like that's what like I thought I didn't turn to Mr. Ernest until I turned 50 years old. You know, so I'm saying to myself, and then she asked me for a stethoscope. I was like, I thought the regular going asking price was forty dollars. Ain't that what Pastor Wilson paid? That's so anyway. What I thought. <laughs> so anyway, this young lady's gonna jump in my DM and then I'm I wanted to say to her, you need a better approach. Let me help you. Let look, hold on, the more the words of the great Negro poet Tila. Let me be your manager. 
So, no, I'm sorry, not <laughs> Tila. Uh, uh, not Tila. Uh, what's the name out of Chicago that raps fast? Twister. Twister, yes. <laughs> In the immortal words of the great Negro poet Twister, let me be your manager. You're gonna ask me for something that financial aid pays for? <laughs> financial aid pays for stethoscopes, bro. And I know this because I went to Prairie View AM University, who has one of the best nursing school programs in, in the America. nation. Yeah. Do you know how many nurses that I know? My <laughs> brother went to nursing school. He is a male nurse. We call him uh, Gaylord Fokker. Gaylord Fokker. <laughs> exactly. You're going to ask me to help you buy a stethoscope. Hope. You know what you need to do? You probably need to go. The only hope, the only person I know that's ever run on hope and been successful is President Barack Obama. You probably need to hit him up in his DM. That's all I got. Man, that that's woo. So I saw it earlier today. I thought you was joking, bro. Like I didn't know that was real, bro. No, that 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 screenshot that I put yeah. on social media. That's a real screenshot. That's what bro. I got in my DMs. <laughs> bro, I thought that was like something that you found online, bro. I didn't know that was real, man. Yes, no, nah, bro. <laughs> that, that that came directly. When I seen that, I'm saying to myself, hold on. You, you you want me to help you? Listen, I, most a stethoscope, and then I guarantee that the stethoscope probably about one hundred and fifty dollars. Man, that's and the I best she could have did. She she couldn't ask for like uh, some smocks or I mean some uh, some what they call them little shoes that they be wearing uh, some, some Crocs. Uh-huh. She could ask for some smocks or some Crocs or something, man. A stethoscope. You know what? I think I'm because I still got the message. I'm gonna hop back over there and be like, "Let me be your manager." <laughs> <laughs> bro, that is too funny, bro. I saw it and I was like, "Nah, he joking." Like he found that online. Wow, that's entertaining. All right, so I'm gonna go from that was really really funny, bro. So hope, yeah, you got the sports business podcast, big dummy today, sweetheart. But uh, hope you hope you you know hope you get that education, man. I hope you get that right. Uh, yeah, I hope. You get it. All right, so from being something super duper funny to something, man, this is literally near and dear to my heart, man. So Vince McMahon, AKA Mr. McMahon, the <laughs> owner of the World Wrestling Entertainment. Have you heard about this, BB? No, I haven't, but let me put out a disclaimer. The the views that, uh, the, the views and opinions that are about to be expressed right now, uh, Mr. Town Business and Mr. Town Business alone, <laughs> I cannot afford to lose my XFL credential. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I just, well, I, I'm no, just gonna say what you're gonna say though, bro, but I just had to put that disclaimer out there. You got it, bro. So I'm not gonna go too hard. Anywho, so obviously, uh anybody knows me actually knows that I'm a huge, huge, huge WWE fan. So allegedly, this is I'm so I'm gonna use the term allegedly, but it's been kind of been a lot of sources that I kind of confirmed this. So, um, Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, his father, actually passed away sometime last week. In fact, you and I were doing the show when you actually read the little AP wire. Um, his father passed away last week. They had the funeral sometime this week. And allegedly, they said that Mr. McMahon was on stage either drunk or he was just in, in like his TV character. He did the whole walk out to the stage and everything. Or walked up to the podium like he was on TV and literally went over and looked at The Rock's mom and said... Or he's looked at The Rock's dad's grave and said the only thing that he was good for was, I believe the wife's name is Atia, had kids, and that's the only thing that they were good for. At this man's funeral, okay? So, 
Mr. McMahon, if this is true, and a lot of people are saying that this is true, I mean, I don't know what kind of funeral you could just go up there, and I don't know where The Rock was, so that's the kind of, that's been kind of the whole mystery is like, was The Rock there, and if this is possible, like, how could Dwayne Johnson just let this happen? Um, I'm not going to go into too many more details of what happened, but if this is true, man, I don't, I, don't, I don't know too many things that are, like, disrespectful, but one thing is, you just ain't going to talk about a man I talk about a man like that at his own funeral. So, I mean, so, he, let me make sure I got this right. This is at his funeral. He says this. Yes, I can send you the. I, I thought I sent you the uh, the, the article yesterday. I, you did send me that article. I didn't get a chance to read it. Yeah. Um, not yet, but I'm going to go read it now. Eric, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What is the ethnicity of Dwayne Johnson and his family? Are they Polynesian? His mom so, is half, his mom is poly, his his mom is Polynesian and obviously Rocky Soul Man Johnson was a brother. So he was full blown his full blown brother, right? Yeah, the daddy is. What was the black side of his family? Because they don't play that at black funerals. I mean, if they fall out because the man is in the casket, then they should have. I would have power bombed his ass right <laughs> on top of the casket. That's that, what it would have turned into a free fall like this. That, that's that what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So the question is, where was the rock? Like nobody's really heard. From, I mean, obviously the man's warning that was his father. Um, but if this is true, like where was the rock when this happened? And like you said. This, you know, the man was black. So, I mean, granted, he was married into a Polynesian family, but it's a couple of things in black families you just don't do. And one, sitting there talking about a man and his funeral, it's probably the number one thing you just don't do. So, if this is true, just saying, bro, it ain't a good look, man. Ain't the, ain't the, I think that, the, uh, is it the WWE or WWF? WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. I think it's coming to Houston this, this Saturday. Well, the Royal Rumble is this Saturday, yes, sir. I think so. It is this Saturday. So it is. Yeah. Um, if I was The Rock, I'd just show up, and, and I would like. This is the point where wrestling would become. Well, you know what? I'm not gonna say that because I know how you feel about wrestling, and I don't want to see you and you power bomb me because you know, I don't want to pull the Geraldo Rivera. You know what they did to Geraldo Rivera when he said that wrestling wasn't. Uh, yeah, I'm not trying to get done that. So yeah, man. You know, yeah, Vince McMahon deserved to have his ass whooped. That's what I'm saying. So if this is true, which I mean. No one, like, no one out of Vince McMahon's camp has really, like, confirmed it, but there was a lot of inside, there was a lot of people in the, that was there that witnessed it, because it was only going to be, like, a very, very small, um, share, uh, it was only going to be a small memorial service, like, they only expected 100 people, but when they saw so many wrestlers that was affected by it, and so many family members that were affected by it, they opened it up into a bigger, um, a bigger venue, so, I don't know, but if this is true, Vince McMahon, you got sportsman's a big dummy today, bro, like, yeah, man, you, that, that's just... He, he uh, owes him a public apology, right? You would think he owes him a public apology, or at least he should come out and say, hey, there's a lot of things that's been said about me, but this ain't true. But he ain't even came out and said that. So, you know, eh, it, ain't, it ain't really looking good, bro. And then, allegedly, you know, he put a whole bunch of, a lot of tweets out saying, you know, Martin Luther King is my hero. But then if you look at history and the way he's treated a lot of minorities, well, African-Americans, I shouldn't say minorities, the way he treats African-Americans in the industry, it's just not a little look, bro. So, uh, yeah, Mr. McMahon, you got it. Hold on, I have an update, E. I have an update. Hope. It's <laughs> at, at Hope Hora. H-O-R-A. Hope 
just sent me another message, and I'm going to read this. Oh, this is live, y'all. Live, live, live on the podcast. Did you reply back? Yeah, huh? Did you reply back to the first message? I did not. Oh, so she, oh, oh, so, oh, okay. Oh, so so she sent me that I posted it on Twitter, because I posted it on Twitter. <laughs> no, I'm not no damn sugar daddy. Did you see what? Remember what I put up on? You did. You did. Absolutely. So I guess she's seen it. So I don't even know how she's following me. But anyway, it says, "Hi, sir. I'm so sorry for disturbing you, but I didn't think of it that way. You could just say no without posting something and be rude. I really hope you have a nice day." Uh, what did you expect? Hope I don't know you at all. You know what? Oh my God. Yeah, I just figured it out. I gotta return a I gotta I gotta return a message. You got to. And, and the reason why I have to return a message is maybe Hope is Hora. like Hope Hora. Of, uh, yeah. Maybe she's one of the long lost daughters of the women that I helped put through medical school. And she's <laughs> like, I really just wanna tell you that you're my dad. Oh my Ooh. god. It's some bad boys three. We can't we can't I'm, we, I'm, we, I'm we, good. <laughs> We can't put. We're not gonna speak that into existence, man. So, uh, I mean, oh maybe she's girl. Matt. Maybe that's Matt Tattoo's like imaginary girlfriend or something right there, man. Man, I just hope I ain't gotta do no DNA test. Oh my god, my stomach hurt. Oh no. Anyways, let's get <laughs> over here and wrap this up. We're gonna wrap it up, y'all. We're gonna wrap it up. Somebody can find you at BB Boo, or do you want them to find you actually? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if there's any of my long lost children out there that's looking for me, you can find me at Big Star Sports with a Z on Twitter and Instagram. You can go to Big Star Sports with a Z dot com, and you can also find me on YouTube at Big Star Sports. Hey, check out the last two articles that my big bro just put out. One was about the Rockets slumping, and the other one was about the Astros cheating scandal. What was that other one you just put out too, not too long ago? Oh, I don't know. I really put out the one with the that I that Antonio I, Brown. I, I re- yes. So the Antonio yes. Brown situation, which is a very very good read for um, anyone who deals with mental issues and things like that. So uh, check and, out those and, articles. And, uh, before we go, e, let me say this because both you and I are both uh, veterans of the United States Army. Cool. We know how, how mental health affects a lot. Listen, the Delonte West, y'all stop posting the video, and also Delonte, it's so disturbing. I, I, so disturbing. I've been hearing, Delonte, that there's a lot of people that have reached out to you to help you, and you're declining the help. And I'm just going to say, brother, I know I know how it goes. You, you just, when your pride kicks in, but man, take the help you need it, bro. It's free, man. It's free, and I think these people yes. ain't doing it just to chase the clout. Like, um, these people actually care about you, bro, and um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even speak about it because it just wasn't something that needed to be either A, spoken of, well, it should have been spoken about, but B, I think too many people have gassed up the situation to the point where you know, sometimes you just see it and you see so many people just flood your timeline and flood your social media, it's like, alright, so if I say something like, and it's gonna be kind of productive at that point, so sometimes not saying something, you know can kind of go a long ways, but yes, you're absolutely right, Delonte West, that video was super duper disturbing, um, the cop got what he deserved by uh, getting suspended for filming that, so um, did that happen in Texas? In Dallas, I, I don't know where it happened, there, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. I seen yeah. a video, man. I'm be, I seen the video and I started crying. Yeah, I, I didn't even finish the whole video. I legit didn't even finish the whole video, bro. I turned it off, man. So, um, yeah, it is a big deal. Mental issue, mental health awareness is a big deal. Um, anybody who needs help, you know, there's so many different resources out there for my military folks. Call Military One Source. Talk to your battle buddy. 
Um, so many places at the job place offer some type of mental health. Email the show, sportsbusiness at gmail.com. We'll be more than glad to help you out as much as we can as well. So, you know, there's no there's no avenues. There's nothing too big or too small that my boy Brian and I have not probably faced in our lives, man. So, um, yeah. Once again, my name is Eric Compton. You can find me at Money Compton on the gram. You can find me on Eric, at Eric T. Compton on Twitterverse. And you can also email the show once again at sportsbusiness at gmail.com. Other than that, bro, I ain't got nothing else to say, man. We got people out here running after BBs and they're saying that they want their stethoscope money. So we got to to get the hell up out of here. Hey, man. Hope horror. Daddy loves you. <laughs> we out. I'm out. <laughs>